Hello, friends. Welcome back to Emotions and Potions. A love-hate letter, too. I'm Ashton. And I'm Alex. We're so happy that you're back listening. Aren't we happy? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in today's episode, we are doing another romance novel because we've been on a little kick. We love our romance, romance novels. Give it up for the romance. So, Alex, what are we reading today? All right, this is our first mafia romance on the podcast. I love a good ro- mafia romance. I know. Oh, I know. And this one is Cruel Eyes by Faith Summers. Cruel Eyes. Okay. And it is one of two in the series, right? Yes. And this one ends on a cliffhanger. Let's throw that out there. The author makes us very much aware of the cliffhanger. Yes. It, there's no, there's no, um, it is not a standalone. So you're definitely going to be left with hella questions at the end of this one. So at the end of this episode, you will be left with hella questions because we have not read book two yet. Yeah, we have hella questions. So, <laughs> and hella feelings. Yes. Are you ready for the synopsis? Give it to me. All right. He's my villain, my monster, my forbidden path. Caspian and I come from the same dark world. One where the Bratva and the secret society reign, and he's the son of the ruthless leader. I'll destroy you. That's the last thing he said to me. It was the night of the reaping. Hard to believe we were ever best friends. His vengeance is, however, the price I pay for keeping a secret I shouldn't have kept. A secret that ripped our families apart. It made us forbidden to each other. That's when he became the viperous devil. Breathtakingly beautiful, but with a cold black heart, like any snake, he wanted to poison me. When our paths collide at Raventhorn University, I say the fuck away from him. What I don't expect is to become his obsession or to be forced to become his wife. Except we might not get to say I do because someone wants me dead. Cruel Lies is the first part of the Cruel Secrets duet and is not a standalone. It is a dark mafia, secret society, college bully romance. Say that five times fast. Nope. (laughs) Filled with mystery, suspense, and plenty of sizzling hot steamy scenes please be warned that this book is dark it contains dubious and other triggering situations that some readers might find offensive or be sensitive to please don't read if any of that bothers you all right thoughts comments emotions there's lots of emotions (laughs) for sure (laughs) i'm kind of like that's kind of a huge I think the synopsis hyped the book up more than what the book actually delivered. Yeet! Hot takes coming in at four minutes into the episode! (laughs) Shots fired! (laughs) All right, so before we kind of talk about all of that... Clearly, we know what kind of emotions I have. (laughs) Alex, please tell us what potion you have created for us for tonight's episode. All right. Tonight's potion I have dubbed Raventhorn Punch. Love the name. Very on brand. And what is in this punch? So this is like a PJ Jungle Juice punch, just depending on where you live. Yes. It's what it is. Okay. What's in it? So since this book takes place at a college, I want it to kind of go with that whole call. And there's a lot of parties that we see in the book so I wanted to go with that college party thing and do yeah PJ you can't go wrong a PJ but this college is more elite level college correct so I had to have these ingredients be a little more bougie yes <laughs> if you will all right so we got some kettle one botanical vodka it is the peach and orange blossom flavor such great vodka. Not a huge vodka person. Kettle One Botanicals is fire. Fantastic. And then, you know, with any sort of PJ Punch, Jungle Juice, you got to have, you know, that high velocity kicker alcohol. So there's also some peach moonshine. Why not? <laughs> got to. And then for our punchy aspect, we got um, a tropical cranberry juice. Yum. That has some guava and a very bougie pineapple juice, which is pineapple, mango, and turmeric. 
and it's supposed to be like a glow. Very bougie for our rich mafia Princesses. family members. Yeah. <laughs> they need that turmeric for their skin. Yes, I can just see the mafia princes be like, um, does this pineapple juice have turmeric? If not, I can't drink it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And then instead of ice, I'm using some frozen fruits. We got some peaches, some mangoes, some strawberries. All right, let's try this bad boy, Alex. I'm very intrigued. Clink. Yes. That could get me in trouble. I wish they served PJ like this when I was in college. <laughs> Elevated PJ. Elevated PJ. Well, this it is. <laughs> can't have the PJ hangover. Yeah, no, but this is super good. We'll put the uh, recipe with or in the episode description, and it will be found on our Instagram account, which is emotions and potions pod. It's all one word, all lowercase. Definitely make sure to find us and follow us. And drink along with us. And drink along with us as we dive into our emotions. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, Alex. So can you give us a breakdown of pretty much just the what is going on in this story? What is going on in Cruel Eyes? Please tell me this plot. All right. Let me tell you. Willow Raventhorn and Caspian Ivanov. So something about this book, it is a Russian, they're like Russian mafia. And so a lot of the last names are Russian and I will not be attempting to pronounce them. I'm Those just... are the only two you're getting out of me. <laughs> if you read the book, you'll see more and I'm just not even going to go there. Those are the only two you're getting out of me. Raventhorn, Ivanov, got those. <laughs> they are childhood best friends. And they have always, but not so secretly, been infatuated with each other. They are both children of the highest ranking mafia secret society leaders. Willow's father and Caspian's mother begin an affair. Willow discovers that affair and she keeps it secret at her father and Caspian's mother's request. However, this affair gets revealed when both of Willow's parents and Caspian's mother die. Cue friends to enemies. Because <laughs> Caspian blames Willow for his mother's death for keeping the secret and he now despises her. Wah, wah. Willow and her sister Lillian get sent to go live with some guardians who are also a part of this whole mafia secret society shindig. While they're out camping as a new little family, Willow's sister disappears. I use air quotes around disappears. And this further traumatizes Willow to the point where she gets put into a mental institution because no one believes Willow's version of the events. Caspian gets inducted into the mafia and secret society. And later, after he has been initiated in, we find out his older brother has been murdered. We get a nice little time jump and it's time for Willow to go to college and reunite with Caspian. But not before she finds out more about her inheritance legacy. And we find out that as a part of this inheritance, Willow's guardianship is being transferred to her husband-to-be. And that husband-to-be would have control over uh, the family business, Dynamic Corp, which is supposed to be kept out of the Bravata, which is the Mafia, and the Knights, which is the Secret Society, out of their control. This is supposed to be a separate thing that should just only be Willows. But it's gonna be her dickwad betrothed husband, Dorian. What an awful name. Just kidding. If your name's Dorian, I don't mean that. <laughs> He's just an awful character. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. Then some cat and mouse games happen between Caspian and Willow as they wrestle with mending the rift in their former friendship and their attraction for each other. Um, Willow gets an internship at the college magazine. Her boss is Caspian. And his mother started the magazine, and she's the one who got Willow into writing. And that's what she's going to school for. Multiple people begin stalking and threatening Willow, one of which is Caspian. The other two are kind of potential actual danger people. We don't know who they are, but it's danger. 
Caspian and Willow then embark on separate investigations into their siblings' death and disappearance. And this leads to Willow's betrothed's death and attempted murder of one of her best friends. Dorian's death makes way for Caspian to become Willow's new arranged husband. And his father begins his revenge plot against Willow, along with Caspian's betrayal of Willow's trust and secrets, leading them to become enemies again. Willow then gets confronted by two masked assailants and pushed off a bridge. Caspian witnesses this. The end. <laughs> yeah, that is a breakdown. Um, that was actually really good, Alex. I might have you do these for every episode because that's like skill. Thank you. That was really good. Very brief. Obviously, we're going to like really dig deep here. I feel like I hit the, the key points. Yes. There, there's a lot of other little things. No, but overall, so that is the general gist of this this book. This enemies to lovers, friends, bully, friends. friends to enemies to lovers to enemies. A lot of dynamics. Yeah. Personally, my favorite genre within romance at the moment is mafia. Within the past like two years, I have read so many mafia romances. It's unhealthy. Yeah, I've checked your Goodreads. There were some things in this book that are very on brand. And you aren't really a big mafia. Like, you haven't really read a ton of mafia romances, right? No, I would say this is my first true mafia. I'm using true. I'm I'm using true. I wouldn't even call it true, but. Compared to everything else, this does give you, like, a breakdown of the mafia systems compared to other books I've read. Other books I've read have touched on mafia stuff, but it hasn't really been, you know, a breakdown into the family dynamics and, like, right how it all works. Okay, fair enough. So one thing that was really on brand in this book is that the male lead, um, really only feeling love from his mother, then the mother dies tragically, slash something comes out that villainizes her for the main character. So in this book... We see Caspian's mom having an affair with her husband's best friend, who is also a high-ranking mafia member. Um, she obviously dies. Her and Willow's dad die in a car crash. Mm-hmm. This is a very common theme. Normally in mafia romances, the father figure is always depicted as being a very harsh, non-loving, because that's kind of how they have to be in order to have the position that they have. Mafia is bad news. They kill people. They do violent things. You have to be tough in order to have, like, that lead kind of position. And in this book, we see that Caspian's mom dies. And this is kind of a big turning point for said character. When he kind of turns off his emotions, he dies a little inside. He loses that one person that was really the only person that showed him love. And it turns out that she was having an affair. So this kind of does villainize her as well Mm -hmm. for that main character. And obviously this like plays a really big role in character development, this past trauma. Also the main male lead and the father never have a good relationship or very rarely have a good relationship. As we see Caspian is his dad's second favorite, his older brother, Zach, who is supposed to take over for their dad when their dad dies he's the favorite Caspian's not and so obviously when Zach dies there's still a lot of tension between Caspian and his dad it never really goes away that is very common too so just like unhealthy relationships with parents Disney. to summarize <laughs> to summarize Disney but for adults violent Disney <laughs> a death of a main character's family either a member or the whole family arrange marriages for financial gain or mafia gain. Um, And then also it can sometimes be the arranged marriages between the lead and a side character, not the lead and the lead, which is what we see in this book. We see both. We see both. So yeah, we see Willow being given to Dorian for that financial kind of mafia gain for his family. And then we see it happen again with Caspian, but both of them are arranged. She has no say. Females really don't have a voice in mafia romances either, which is kind of depressing a little bit. It was depressing a lot bit in this book because her voice gets taken away multiple times. Constantly. 
constantly through this book. And it is a little heartbreaking. I do feel so bad for this poor girl. Multiple plot points and them kind of meeting up at some point. So that's very common with Mafia. Kind of with how we're seeing Zach and Lillian's plot points. Yeah. So like that type of thing where it's separate, but then it comes together in a larger, like a larger grand scale. Super common with Mafia. That happens in this book. Yep. Okay, you're not going to like this. But in Mafia romances, the main female character is most likely always a virgin and it's always a bigger deal than it has to be. It's always kind of like that is the driving force behind Mafia is like the virginity thing. Not my favorite. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. It happens a lot in like royalty Mm -hmm. like high society historical fictions too yes yeah very similar type of vibe between those two and then my last two were lots of action and we do have a lot of action a lot of plot mafia romances normally are really good with plot Mm -hmm. um which i really appreciate because i love a good plot romance book i i i like smut but give me some something to follow yeah and root for you know and then there's always plot twists. There's always plot twists. Whether if it's a standalone, it's normally like halfway through, there'll be a big plot twist. Or like in this, if it's two books, there's always kind of plot twists throughout and then probably, you know, towards the end. So those were the things that I kind of saw that were super, super on brand, super common within the mafia romance world. Some things that I've not seen much of is... And are those in this book? Yes. Things that I haven't seen, sorry, things that I haven't seen, but I saw in this from like other uh, mafia romances that I've read. The first one, um, involving the mafia in a secret society. I've never read a mafia where it was kind of both. It's either, it's normally either mafia or secret society. It's it's never really both. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> Put a tab on that one. Mafia on a college campus. A mafia romance I haven't seen that involves a mental hospital, surprisingly. I kind of enjoyed that twist. I've still felt really bad for Willow, but that was something that was new that I kind of was like here for. Wasn't mad at it as like a plot point. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is the friends to enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers. I think that's what it's going to do. This book had a lot of ups and downs, kind of... Their relationship pivoted a lot. Yes. So much. and even, Almost, like, too much. And even some of the supporting characters with the main characters, their relationships also yeah. pivoted a lot. Yeah. So, some of these things that I haven't seen that I saw in this book were good. Some not so good. But overall, that's kind of my hot take on the mafia romance genre and kind of if you wanted to pick my brain about it (laughs) this episode was me asking ashton i want to start diving more into mafia romance recommend one for me and let's do one for the podcast and honestly this book for that in like that context kind of feel like i missed it i was Really hoping that this was going to be more mafia. This is also a new adult book, which affects a lot, a lot of like the story. I still, it was a good, it was, it was a good read. I enjoyed reading it. Um, But as far as. I did enjoy this book. (laughs) I have other things to say about this book, but I did enjoy it. (laughs) Please remember that as we lead into other stuff. Yes. Liked the book. Enjoyed the reading. I definitely feel like uh, I need to recommend another more mafia. There was just so much going on in this. The secret societies, the campus, the bully, the mafia. It was just like a lot. so much where you really couldn't focus on like the mafia aspect. It tried to do too many things. All right. So our two main characters are going to be Willow and Caspian who are obviously best friends, turned enemies, turned lovers, turned enemies. <laughs> and turned, 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 turned. These two have a lot of 
shit going on between in their lives between them willow is described as being like a redhead petite um caspian is like he's described as being like tall like six four muscly muscly buff dude buff dude i think willow has blue eyes caspian has green so obviously like romance novels that's no one has brown eyes in romance novels let's be real why I um, take offense. Yeah, but they are obviously on a journey. Yes. Throughout this book. And we have the siblings of our two main characters. We have Zach, who is Caspian's brother. And we have Lillian, who is Willow's sister. And they're both older. Yes, they're both older siblings. And they both die. I think she's dead. She's definitely dead. Could be a plot twist. But yes, both of Willow and Caspian's siblings, older siblings, have been killed off in this book Mm -hmm. and then we have um lucian lucian and elish eilish ah fuck so lucian and eilish yes they are willow's best friends um they used to be friends with caspian as well it used to be kind of the four of them in a friend group they're both low-key slutty which i'm here for eilish though has a little problem with drugs Popping some pills. She has a very dark path past that we know really nothing about. We know her whole family was wiped out. We don't know the details of it. Um, not even Lucian or Willow know the details. She just doesn't talk about it. And then there's Misha, who is Willow and Eilish's, like, I guess the best way that I kind of think of it is, like, she is the president of the sorority house that they live in. And also kind of like an RA. And kind of like an RA. Because the university setting is very different than what you would traditionally think, like, a campus would be like. Because yeah. it is this upper class, only for these, like, high, like, it's only for these the secret society and, like, mafia members. Or really, really rich people who are involved in something like that. Aisha is awful. She definitely causes Willow some problems. Um, She's just a bitch. Like, she's just that bitchy character who's just an obstacle. Love to hate her, though. Love to hate her, though. Yep. Then you also have Thorn, who is... Love Thorn. Thorn is great. I love Thorn. Thorn is Caspian's cousin. Um, He's also a member of the knights of the knights which is the secret society in the bravado which is the mafia family that they are involved with and thorin is like um he's very tech savvy or more tech savvy than like probably just your normal person um so he's definitely a big benefit and then we have dorian who is the worst character of the book Eh, one of them there's a lot of them. Yeah, I guess there are a lot of shitty characters in this book. He's definitely top three. And he is also a member of the Knights and the Bravada. And he is um, Willow's intended. He is the person that she is being arranged, married to. But he, when I tell you he sucks, like I'm not exaggerating. He's terrible. He is like a womanizer. He has no intentions of treating Willow right. He has no intentions of being faithful to willow it's literally like he is marrying willow because of what she represents he doesn't like even want to try to be friends with her he no. really just does not care no. no and so yeah dorian sucks all right so now we've introduced you to the merry band of characters let's start talking about some of the things we loved and hated about this book okay so i have to just start off right off the bat and say that I was a fan of Faith Summer's writing style. That's one of the main things or one of the first things that kind of sticks out to me when I'm reading a book is do I enjoy how the author writes the material? And I did. It was an easy read. Um, I did appreciate, since this is my first more mafia heavy book, um, I did appreciate the breakdown of the structure of the family and how the like the different power plays and positions um so it was easy to follow the structure 
of how everything is set up and where everybody fits and exactly another thing i did uh, love with her writing is i love the murder mystery thriller aspect to this because if i'm not reading a romance book i do love a thriller horror mystery novel and i i also have that i thought that the plots were really good and the suspense was good um i definitely had as i was reading i had ideas of where i thought it was going but most of the time it was wrong, um, which I love. I love when authors can like pull one over on me. And if their idea is better than my thought process, then I'm even more like, okay. It's hard to say though, for sure, if these plot points are going to be in that category or not, because no answers, we get no answers to the questions. And that's a hate for me. (laughs) She literally has, see, this is kind of a love and hate for me. It falls both because I love that there's, I love that things are going on. I love plot. I love that. I love that too. I just, I didn't love that none of my questions got answered. Can you answer? I know. I was literally like being left with more questions. Yeah. It was like every question I had, when a new question got introduced, the previous one didn't get answered. I just wanted one or two cleared up. One or two. I know. But now I have like 20. Yep. I did uh, give the twists of this book a 2.8 out of 5 for, like, other mafia-related books I've read with potential plots in those stories compared. I definitely wasn't, like, super, super shocked with any of the, like, stuff that came out, but it definitely wasn't boring. Like, I definitely didn't see things coming. It just wasn't as OMG-worthy as maybe some other Gotcha. Mafia. But it's still, I still enjoyed it. My biggest hate, I think, for this book is I am not a huge new adult fan. I was telling you this earlier as I was reading this because they're like 18 and 19. I'm 28. I felt low-key a little creepy reading about like 18-year-olds. And I know it's, it's not, I don't know. I just personally I want them to be older I enjoy reading romance novels of people closer to my age or not even that but like I just don't like when they're in their teens like get to 20. I will say thankfully though with this kind of being an age range where we're not really implied that you were gonna get a lot of launchiness yeah I mean you really didn't it mm-hmm. literally was it's two sex scenes like full scenes there's like half scenes and like tension scenes you get a lot of desire and like um you get a lot of desire and when caspian is kind of stalking willow you get a lot of these voyeur moments where he watches her in more intimate moments but they're still they're very short right it doesn't go into a whole lot of detail it doesn't last a long time so you're not getting a whole lot in the way of the actual like sexual aspect right But I was expecting it, so I kind of low-key hate it, but I also kind of like it because of it being more of a younger, like, the characters are younger. I'm not mad at it. And even with Lucian and Eilish, who are more sexually experienced and the way they were written, a little more sexually deviant, you don't get a lot about them and that aspect to their personalities and characters. But again, don't hate it because I don't want to read about... 18-year-olds. 18-year-olds doing those things. Something that we kind of touched on is there are are a lot of big plots going on, and I just really hope that they all get the endings that they deserve. What I'm kind of nervous about is because we haven't read the second book, I am not – I don't know. I just – How it's all going to tie up. Yeah. I just – there's so much, and I could see her maybe tying a few of them really well. But there are so many big plot points. There are so many. I mean, like, for instance, now there's a marriage between Willow and Caspian after Dorian's death. That's kind of like this huge. That gets announced in, like, what, the last two chapters? The last two chapters, if not, like, the last chapter. There's obviously, with them investigating Zach and Lillian's death, is it linked? And how is it going to be linked if it is? If that falls flat, I'm going to be pissed because that's, like, the whole book. One of my theories is I do think they are linked. 
I do too. Oh, I 100% think it's linked. Um, also, like, who killed Dorian and hurt Lucian and framed Caspian? Because after Dorian gets killed, Caspian is the one that everyone thinks killed Dorian. Mm-hmm. And Lucian was shot like two or three times. He's in critical condition, got is surgery. The- yeah, we don't know if he's going to make it. Like, what the fuck's going on there? Um, what happened to the pasta dinner? What did Willow's dad do to get Lillian killed? Like, what were his sins? Yeah. Because one of the big things is throughout this book, um, Willow is getting stalked and she gets these letters left to her. And one of the letters pretty much confirms that her or sister it insinuates that Lillian actually was murdered and didn't just run away, which is what everyone, which is why, you know, Willow got locked up. Mm-hmm. What are Lucian and Eilish's deal? Are they going to get together? Are they just going to be friends? My theory is yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're going to get together too. Eilish's past is still a mystery besides just knowing that her whole family was slaughtered. And then now Willow is being controlled by Alexander, who is uh, Caspian's dad, mm-hmm. because part of the marriage proposal is he's going to now become Willow's guardian. Not Caspian. And control all the businesses and all of her assets but she will be married to Caspian. So like, what the fuck's going to happen there? And then also, why would Willow's dad do all of this and turn against his bestie? Because it seems like, and this was something that wasn't really touched on. It seems like his will or something was changed right before their death that gave somebody more power over someone else. That plot point hasn't been explored a whole lot. No, it was just kind of like this, like, we keep, something sus. Something sus is going on. Yeah, we keep getting little hints that there's more to that than meets the eye. That's the thing with a lot of these different plot points, is you get hints that there's more to this situation than what's on the surface. And I feel like they're going to be focused around either the same person or same small group of people. Well, I definitely think that... Zach and Lillian, like their deaths are definitely their deaths are definitely linked. I think that that also has something to do with um, why they were killed. Has something to do with the sus behavior of Willow's dad because they were both looking into their parents' murders, and clearly, you know, their parents were killed on the same day, so they have a connection. And it seemed like they were starting to find some more. They were starting to find some information about it, which is what led to their deaths now Caspian and Willow are going down the same rabbit hole yes um one other thing that I hated was that Willow's dad and Caspian's mom putting that secret on Willow at such a young age because Mm -hmm. they were doing something shady they got caught and they her, her dad pretty much it seemed like begged her kind of being like don't tell anyone but, like, the affair continued. How do you do that to your, like, She was 12? eight at the time. Yeah. That's a lot on an eight-year-old. Yes. And then I also hate, though, that Caspian reacted the way he did towards Willow. The fuck? Don't take it on a Willow. Like, she was only doing what an eight-year-old would do when her father, someone who she loves and trusts, convinces her to do something. Like, come on, bro. And don't tell me that if your dad told, like, if his dad told him to do something or not to say something, the fuck, he wouldn't say shit. Which is why I'm glad Willow said that exact same thing to Caspian when they had their hashing out reconciliation moment. Like, let's, let's talk about all the stuff. Right. Yeah. Because there's definitely some um, issues that they need to sort through. Because Caspian definitely would do anything to get his father's approval, include keeping that kind of secret. Yes. All right. I got to rip on Eilish for a little bit. Yeah, me too. So what do you have to say? (laughs) And this is only for this book because I'm hoping we get more with her in book two so I can change my opinion. But as it stands, I don't see the point in her being in the book. I don't see the point of her character. I mean, all she really does is be really selfish and cause drama and put more on Willow. Unnecessarily, because the drama she causes is because she gets mad at Willow and Lucian 
for not being there for her when she is starting to go through feelings of with her past traumas but the problem is she doesn't tell lucian or willow like what her experiences are or the date like she gets mad because it's the anniversary Mm -hmm. of like her whole family's death but like she hasn't ever told anyone anything around it let alone the date that it happens but then gets pissed when lucian and willow don't know they have their own shit kind of going on and so they're not there for her on that day and she but, kind of loses it. Yeah, she she kind of ca- puts a pause on all of their friendships because of this. And it's like, girl, how are they supposed to know when you've never given them this information? And I get not being able to talk about it, but just like, hey, this is the day that this happened. I'm going to be a mess. No more questions, please. <laughs> right. And then I will say... Something that I did really love. I think you loved it too. Dorian dying. So happy. So oh. I, when I was reading this. I just wish I got to read how he died. <laughs> I wanted to be. I wanted to bear that witness. That first person POV. I wanted to be the person wielding the weapon. So something that I really loved too is that throughout the book, Caspian, his dad, do not have a great father-son relationship. Doesn't love Caspian, really doesn't care if Caspian lives or survives, and Mm -hmm. Caspian is, like, second best. What I do love is in the scene where Caspian is arrested, he's in the cell, because whenever something happens within this higher society, the police don't really get involved. They just give them to the, the, the board of this secret society, which is Caspian's dad. Caspian's dad is, like, low key begging Caspian to give me an alibi because he's like I don't want to kill you and a common theme whenever it was in Caspian's POV was the fact that like he was like my dad doesn't care if he if he has to kill me he will he doesn't care he doesn't love me it would be like shaving to him Mm -hmm. and in this scene when we kind of see Caspian's dad losing his shit because he's like I don't fucking want to kill my son like my baby boy like Tell me your alibi. You finally get a tender moment between the two of them. You get a tender moment only to have his dad become the complete dick that he's been the entire story and fuck up him and Willow's relationship. Because obviously Caspian has to tell his dad that he was looking into Lillian's murder, which obviously his dad is not dumb. He knows who sent him, why that is. And he can only know, and he knows that the only reason why Caspian would be looking into this is if Willow sent him because Willow is still convinced that Lillian didn't just disappear. So that fucks up everything. So you get this brief, nice, tender moment. And then... And it almost <sighs> seems like he's doing his son. Then he continues to be a villain with the caveat where the father takes over her her guardian. Well-being. Yeah, her guardianship and threatens to send her back to the mental hospital. Yeah, and then also, don't forget this fun fact, when Caspian's dad is like, if you don't give me an alibi and I have to kill you, I am going to marry Willow. I'm going to fuck her and I'm going to ruin her. And when I'm done with her, if she's still alive, I will sell her body. Like, and that's not like, that's kind of like verbatim. (laughs) Legit what he says. So that happened. Hate him. Low key. I hope in the second book, him and Caspian can mend their relationship and then Papa dies. I want he needs, Willow to kill him. I know. He needs to go. I'm, I don't Or is know. he going to get redeemed? So no. Do you think he's the ultimate bad guy? I don't know. I feel like that's too obvious. I feel like it is, but also it isn't because I, she hasn't then, pointed towards him at all in the whole book. But then that would mean he had a hand in Zach's death. And I don't think that's the case. Unless Zach found something out. About Papa. About Papa. We'll find out in book two, hopefully. So it's time for me to get into my obvious hate, which is the whole virginity trope. I'm not going to harp on the virginity trope too much because I know I've gone, I go off on that in Scarred. However, there's a point with this one that makes me extra angry. Because the night that Willow loses her virginity to Caspian, they go at it four times. 
I'm sorry. That, that is no. That's not going to happen. Unrealistic expectations. And also, Caspian's not gentle with her either. At least. <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot about the first sex scene. Yeah, he's not gentle. He's at not all. gentle. <laughs> he doesn't ease her into it. It's just he it's... takes her against the wall, bro. The fuck? The first time you're taking this girl's virginity who you love, you're gonna fuck her against the wall? Your bed is right there, bro. That you've been pining after your whole life, and that's really how you want your first time to be. Really. Well, it's not his first time. He doesn't really care. Well, he just wants that's to That's how in. you want her first time to be? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, let's do something different here. Well, like, I'm sorry, would she not have screamed bloody murder? yeah i don't know how you know what i mean like yeah like and and even with the writing in this scene it doesn't really seem like there's any like uncomfort any pain it is very really it's very minimal and i'm just like no and then it's like um so like they she loses her virginity and in the next chapter it's caspian's point of view where he's like Oh, we had oh. sex four times last night. And I'm just like, no, you didn't. How? No, you didn't. Lies. <laughs> Lies and deceit. And also, I'm sorry, she's automatically a sex goddess now. Right. Going from never to like. She knows exactly what to do. He's never had it better. Yeah, that definitely was one thing that I, I didn't love either. Virginity kink doesn't, or the virginity trope thing doesn't really irk me the way it does you. But I will say, I want to read a little excerpt in Caspian's point of view after him and Willow sleep together. It says, <clears throat> I stare at the girl asleep in my bed, woman. She's not a girl anymore. I changed her. I took her virginity and made a woman out of her. Fuck. Gag. Off. I hate all of that. I hate Fuck. all of that. Fuck it to hell. <laughs> that is just so terrible. I just hate, yeah. Not, no. Exhibit A through Z why I don't like the virginity trope. Thank you. <laughs> End of rant. A little low-key hate. It's yeah. not going to be as enraging. I was excited from the synopsis about the secret society aspect to this book. And it fell kind of flat for me. I don't know if we're going to get more of it in the next one but it's like i feel like the mafia structure is enough secret society-esque that you didn't need to have this whole other knights thing it kind of just got blurry it did like i couldn't really decipher because like everyone who's in the mafia is is also a knight right so it's like you know caspian's dad is the leader of the mafia which is a certain name it starts with a p pakash pecans something pecans he's the pecan of the mafia he is the king nut (laughs) he is the king nut but he's also the head of the secret society which though was not the case this came about after willow's dad's death willow's dad was actually i think the nut of the mafia he was the head pecan he was the head pecan of the mafia and he was the um he was also the head of the knights of the knights so willow's dad was the head of both oh now caspian's dad is the head of both which is another reason i felt the secret society wasn't necessary (laughs) i was confused because i for some reason was thinking that both of them both alexander and um willow's dad were heads of like their own respective like mafia no, they were and then, the same one. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So his number two, which was Alexander, mm-hmm. he then took over as the head of the mafia and the knight. So it's always like that. It's always like the head mafia person is also the head knight. I think they could differ, but for this book, they just happen to both be the same. Okay. okay. Which is why it felt, There's the secret so society much. thing felt unnecessary to me, where you could focus on one of those because they kind of intersect anyways right and then there's also some moving parts with the university and how their like system is set up with their, it's how i'm picturing their university is like it's like a greek life society where like every person is part of like of a certain house of a certain whatever 
And they're all like, there's like Sigma, there's Alpha, there's Beta, there's Omega. That's kind of like the names of these like sorority houses. But it's like in the secret society, it's like if you're an Omega, you can never be this position. And if you're a Sigma, you can only move to be this person or this within the society. And it was just like a lot. That just reminded me of another thing I kind of didn't like. It wasn't, it's not a true hate, but with the secret society and and Caspian pulling rank, how they have that old Norse language that they speak that gets oh, thrown in there. Yes. And then we never get the translation for what the words are because right. if you know, you know, if you don't, don't you, you don't. don't. But we get the translation for like the Russian bits that like the Russian dialogue that gets used. And I was like, what's the point of this? I think I think it's more so because that Nordic might be very hard to actually like write. I don't know because like, but give me the translation. Symbols, right? Well, yeah, but you know those are in Willow's POV. So if you know Caspian doesn't tell her, she isn't gonna know. But I want to know. I know you're just nosy. I need to know. <laughs> it's just another question that another wasn't question. answered. You could have answered that one. Yep. And I have a glossary in the back of the book. <laughs> I do want to give another love, though. Okay. I'm going to end this on a love. I loved the different enemies tropes. Enemies to tropes. Like, I loved how the character dynamics and where everybody stood changed. It kept it fresh. Fresh, and I loved that. I I loved it throughout the book until you get to the very end when they're back to enemies and I'm like no I just spent the whole book as enemies they finally are lovers and now they're back to being fucking enemies again I'm okay with it because we get a book two right and I know that in book two most likely it is going to be that enemies to lovers is not going to be as drawn out as in the first one they'll probably no they won't they'll she'll get them back onto the loving um sequence pretty quick um, just because there are, there's so much other things. And I just feel like that plot point has kind of like, it's done what it's supposed to. Like, you need to get them back to being, I understand for how the book ends, it makes sense to get them back into that more enemy setting. Mm-hmm. But I think for book two, I would be surprised if like by chapter like five or six, they'll be not enemies anymore. That's my prediction. Speaking of predictions. Yeah. What are some theories you have that we haven't touched on yet? So I definitely think Zach and Lillian's murders are definitely linked. It's, I think that there is going to be something that Zach and Lillian found. Mm -hmm. I think that that is going to be linked. I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to be the main bad guy because as I was reading this, I thought that Dorian and his dad, Peter, were going to be the ultimate bad guys because in this, um, agreement that they came to Dorian was originally supposed to marry Lillian obviously she died so the next best was Willow but this was something that they in secret society they like made this pact with blood so it's like unbreakable but it kind of I'm like why was this the love mat like why these families like why did Willow's dad sign Lillian over and I know arranged marriages are very common Mm -hmm. and it's mentioned that this was always going to like Willow was going to be arranged married married somehow but I'm just I don't know I kind of I I thought reading it that they were going to be the ultimate bad guys because they were trying to move up the ranks or they did something sneaky along the lines with Willow's dad I don't know I actually liked Dorian's parents like they didn't bother me See, Peter kind of gave me that, like, false sense of, oh, I'm just going to put on a good face and make you believe that I'm, like, this good person. That's the vibe I got from them. I'm getting that vibe from Willow's Guardians. I was also getting that vibe from Willow's Guardians. I I think there's more to the story with them. I, don't... I do, too. Because if you think about it, Dor- Adrian, right, that's the dad. Her, her legal parent, the uh, male character. Her male he, guardian. Her male guardian, thank you. He was able to join the secret, like his ranking improved on the death of Willow's parents. Yeah, like he got um, willed into the society, right. which doesn't normally happen. Right. 
And they were on a trip together as a family. And the guardians were on a walk when Lillian was like panicking, thinking that someone was after them Mm -hmm. and that they were in danger and like took Willow to try to escape. And Lillian ultimately sacrificing herself, pushing Willow off a cliff into the river below as she gets shot to death. And Willow can hear the two shots fired and Lily's like her screams. Yeah, so I think it's sus. I think there's more going on with them. I think so too. And the fact that they didn't that they just allowed Willow to go to the mental hospital and they didn't believe her. See, this is one of the things where I was like, it's too obvious if they're the bad guys. That's why I didn't, I had thoughts as I was reading where I was like, sus, sus, but I was like, it's too obvious. I don't think they're the main ones. I feel like this is a larger thing with multiple people versus it just being like a one, like a more (laughs) insulated or isolated type of incident. Because what I'm hoping for is that it is like a more conspiracy, like, let's overthrow the current ranking and mm-hmm. structure of stuff. And I hope it backfires to where Caspian, Thorn, Willow, Lucian, and Eilish can then take over and I restructure like stuff. That. Oh, I would be happy with that. I like that. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. I have a theory of who I think one of the attackers is. Ooh, who? So I think one of them, the one who's doing more warning, who leaves the notes, yeah, maybe stalks a little bit, who's not actually like actively trying to hurt Willow. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I can't remember his name, but the brother to the girl that works in the library. Oh. Because the description of him and the descriptor of one of the, um... You think they're involved? Who are they? Because they were such minor characters that I really didn't even pay attention to them. They're related to someone within the secret society, one of the judges. Okay. Because one of the judges is in the library that day. Right. When Willow's there. So I feel like the... the, I think it's the son. It's either the son or the cousin. The The male. Okay. All I know for sure is it's definitely an inside job. It's going to be people involved in the mafia slash the, the society. Yeah, because that same character is also in the mafia and in the society thing. So I feel like he knows enough. Like, he's not high up enough to know the details. But I feel like he's in there enough where he has a good idea that there's that Willow's in danger. So with the limited knowledge he has, he's planting these little notes for Willow. Okay. I wish I remembered his name. So you think that he is like warning her. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily those two, the two people aren't necessarily working together. It's like one is actually, I think one's actually trying to kill her. her. And then he is like trying to protect her and warn her and get her away. Yeah. Like trying to scare her to leave. But in the in the second scene or in that last scene where Willow is goes home and there's someone there and she's chased, aren't there two people involved? Yeah, there's two people involved. The first one that she runs from wasn't actually doing anything threatening. Just him being in her room scared her. her. Oh, and then she fled and she ran right into the arms of the other person. Who then pushed her off the bridge. And syringed her in the neck with something. Yeah. Oh, see, I miss these things. I read so fast that I miss sometimes the little details. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I could be wrong. Right. No, I think that's, I could see that being true though. Okay. So now that we've kind of talked about some predictions, let's go into my favorite segment of our podcast, which is our casting calls. Alex, I've been dying to know who you've casted for Caspian and Willow, so please put me out of my misery <laughs> and let me in on your casting. All right. So I only have one for each. My Willow is Madeline Petch. Yep. From Riverdale. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. She's my Willow. She. I have three Willows, and she is one. She's one of mine as well. 
So I think very on brand there. So therefore she's Willow. Therefore she's Willow. <laughs> and my Caspian is an interesting choice. Okay. Caspian in the book, but he just, he gives me Caspian vibes. Okay, who is it? A lot of British actors. Who is it? Who is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Taron Egerton. He was in, he played Elton John, right? He played Elton John. He's also in the Kingsman movies. Oh, yeah. The first two. Oh, very different than who I went with. I'm not mad at it. He's a very good actor. Like, I, he could definitely tap into that Caspian mafia. Yeah, I feel like he could do that college boy mafia persona. Yeah. No, I'm not mad at that. And there were some pictures I found of him. Jacob Elordi could be anything in my eyes. Um, <laughs> I, ca- I low-key have, I low-key crush on him. So Low-key? <laughs> I was going with the muscular bit. I know. And you know what? It doesn't, and that's the thing with the casting, is that they don't have to 100% match up with what is being depicted. Like, I'm not mad at your casting. I definitely, I think, went more so how Faith kind of described him. You kind of took like a, a liberty of your imagination. Like you were I just, did. you know what I mean? I, can I tell you the struggle I had finding my Caspian? Yeah. This is so funny. Cause I was like, as soon as I started reading this, I was like, I already know who I'm casting. For I knew who Caspian. I knew who Willow was. And Willow. Instantly. She was my first off the bat too. I had Willow instantly. Caspian I struggled with. I was searching Russian actors, Russian American actors. I looked at the entire roster for the NHL. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised because I was like, really, as soon as I was like, who am I casting as Caspian? I was like, Jacob. So trying to speak, so trying to, for me, trying to stick to the brief of what was in the book was not working for me. Every person I came across, I was like, mm, nothing wrong with that. I'm not feeling it. No. So I just went left field. Okay. And so my, Willows. I did choose two additional. I chose Sophie Turner. I like that one. Or Bella Thorne. I like that one. Bella with her natural red, not Mm. the like fire engine red or like brown or whatever. It's funny because all of these three actresses look very different. They're all redheaded. That's Mm -hmm. really the only similarities that they have. But I think out of that grouping, I'm kind of leaning Bella for some reason. I just, I would like to see Bella in this, in this role. I think that she would do a good job. She would make Willow a lot more unhinged. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll edge it up a little bit. And also, so we didn't cast this character, but for some reason, Eilish, I could not get Sydney Sweeney out of my head for Eilish for some reason. And I just wanted to say that because as I was like reading, Sydney is like who I was picturing as Eilish for some reason, random reason. I was getting Joey King vibes. I could see Joey King too. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. All right. I like all those. (laughs) Same. I'm not mad at it. Can I see Jacob in this role, please? Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. So, Alex. I think this is your next favorite. This is my next favorite. I like these creative um, elements of our show. So the next segment we like to do is our song choice. So I know we both picked three songs because Mm -hmm. we can't pick one. So will you share with me your top, your three songs and kind of explain briefly why you chose them? All right, so my first song is Prisoner by Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa. I just feel that's the good kind of representation of the love-hateness between Caspian and Willow. I just feel like that captures the whole forced marriage thing. And lastly, um, Teenagers by My Chemical Romance, because teenagers also scared the living shit out of me, and all these kids did. That's amazing. Those were all really good choices. So Alex and I, we do playlists on Spotify for these books as well. So we will have a link to our um, Spotify playlist that we've made for Cruel Lies. 
um, on our Instagram page, which is Emotions and Potions Pod, where you can follow and kind of see what songs we kind of chose. Get the full playlist, which is like 50 songs. So Probably growing at this point. Okay, so my three songs. My first one is called Hooked by Why Don't We? I chose this because this song kind of encompasses Caspian going after Willow, even though he knows he shouldn't. And that she has a bad reputation, right? Of, from, you know, Caspian's dad. (laughs) Caspian's dad is like, forbids them to be together. So that Hooked is the song that I chose. My second song is You by Pretty the Pretty Reckless. It's a good one. This song kind of encompasses how I listen to it is it's Willow's point of view, thinking about Caspian and how she longs for him and that he won't ever need her like she needs him. But like we both know that that's not true. My last song was Flames by Mod Sun featuring Avril Lavigne. And this is just like showcasing that like they still burn for each other. Like after all this time still, they still, there's something, there's something a spark there. between them. So those are my three songs. Good choices. Very good All choices. of these choices obviously can be found on our Spotify playlist. <laughs> Along with what? 40 plus other songs. It's a good... It's a really good playlist. It's a really good playlist. It's one of my favorites that we've made. Same. All right. Let's rate this book. All right. So my spice rating, I only scored it a two out of five. Same. Okay. It just, it wasn't enough. It didn't really do much for me. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it had some spicy scenes, but overall, not, not super. It's not going to scar you if like romance isn't something that you read normally yeah no this is a very this book is very light on the actual like descriptions depictions of the sex acts and my overall rating i think this is where we're kind of not going to see eye to eye i can and this is just my assumption okay so i rated it out of 10 a 7.8 what did you rate it a five and a half. A five and a half? Five and a half. Oh, damn. Maybe I'll... Okay, I could round up and give it a six. Okay. Damn, that was lower than I was expecting. <laughs> okay, so the reason I gave it a seven eight or 7.8 is even though there were some things I didn't necessarily like, I did think it was a very solid book. I think that plot was very good. I'm not thinking about it as a book in a series, I am kind of looking at it as a standalone. And I know that there are still so much unanswered. And I'm giving Faith the benefit of the doubt that she is going to wrap it up really, really nicely in book two. I just thought that the writing was really good. The storyline was good. I haven't really read anything like this. And I, and I told you earlier, I didn't realize that the second book was already out. And I can tell you that if I had known that second book was out as soon as I finished this first one, I would have downloaded the second one. And I don't think I would have been able to like stop. Like I would have wanted to continue immediately right away. So with that kind of thought process, I was like, I have to rate it decently high because I am intrigued. I do want to read the second book. And I would read more books if she does a a series off of this series. I do want to read the second one. I think this, um, my rating being a six, I'm I'm going to give it a six. We'll round up. Is basing it as a standalone. As a standalone, there are plot holes for me. There's a lot of little things I didn't like or didn't care for, wish were different. So that's what took it down to a six. Um, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping the two together will bring it up to like an eight. All right, Alex. So I guess this really leaves us like, where are you? Is it a love or is it a hate letter, girl? As it stands right now with just this book, it's a hate letter. All right. And I think mine's going to be a love letter because I didn't really see a lot of stuff wrong with this book. I, I really did enjoy it. And I am really excited for the second book in the series I am excited for the second book I'm hoping the second and I I really do think the second book will make me change my mind and make me give the duet overall a love Faith has me 
hooked and intrigued enough to want to continue and see where it goes. But just this one by itself, right now, it's a hate. Okay. But it's like... A mild hate. It's mild. Like, it's like on the cusp of being... It could turn to a... It could flip to a love. Yeah, it very easily could turn to a love. I feel that. I mean, I definitely understand where you're coming from with looking at it as a standalone. As a standalone, no, it's terrible. Because... <laughs> We get nothing. Nothing is answered. It's all just <laughs> questions. Like, what is going on? I enjoyed it. Probably going to sound a little sadist of me, but. Oh, <laughs> and why is it what's bad, Alex? <laughs> I enjoyed this book. And even though I have it kind of at the moment lower rated, I enjoy that it makes me feel and makes me angry. I like when a book gives me emotions, even right. if they're. Not good emotions. Even if they're more on the negative side. Yeah. That's a good point of like reference too is that I definitely was feeling some emotions when I was reading through this and I think you're right I think that if a writer can evoke whether it be a good emotion or a bad emotion I'm here for that yeah if I finish a book and I'm just like what was the point (sighs) why did I just waste two days reading this yeah I don't have that feeling that's when it's gonna be like a complete rage hate yeah this is far from mild dislike letter but you can only choose love or hate on this pod so so it's got to be a hate so right now we're at a 50 50 <laughs> we're at a standstill it's a love letter for me it's a hate letter from you i'd be curious to see if after book two if do we flip right i'm intrigued too maybe maybe that maybe we'll find out maybe a bonus episode an update if you an will. update yeah but okay y'all you just Sat through another episode of Emotions and Potions, a love-hate letter too. You got both letters today. Yeah, we got a hate and a love letter to Faith Summers' romance novel, Cruel Lies. Make sure you follow and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Emotions and Potions Pod. All lowercase, all one word, no misspelled words. It's very simple. Follow the pod. Keep in touch with us. Yeah, keep in touch with us. We love to hear feedback. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what we're doing bad. I won't read that. (laughs) Actually, don't tell us what we're doing bad because everything we do is fantastic. (laughs) Let us know how you enjoyed Raventhorn's Punch. Yes, so good. I finished mine. Just feeling it a little bit. I only had a glass. Time to eat the boozy fruit. (laughs) Yes. Oh, best part. But okay, y'all, until next time, I'm Ashton. And I'm Alex.